We're back! Welcome back to the third podcast, the third episode of the Too Cool for School with Jay Kuhlman podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kuhlman. Now, the audio might be a little wonky today as we're in the car on the way to Mankato, Minnesota, former home of all-star wide receiver and Pro Bowl wide receiver Adam Thielen. I got a feeling it's Adam Thielen. I'm on my way to Fancato, and now here we are in the car. Now, we got a couple things to talk about today, the first of which being the blunder of the Minnesota Timberwolves loss last night to the Los Angeles Lakers, a couple wonky calls that were questionable by the referees. Um, we're gonna think we're gonna talk about that and we're gonna talk about the anomaly and the beast that is Zion Williamson from South Carolina, currently a Duke forward guard. He can play everywhere. So we're gonna get into those today and then we're gonna play a little game. I will not be home so I cannot play the game with my mother, but we will find somebody to play the game with. Now the first topic that we'll discuss today is the Minnesota Timberwolves lost to the Los Angeles Lakers and Tyson Chandler. Now Tyson Chandler played in his first game with the Lakers last night. He played well. He did a couple things. He got rebounds and that's what he is. He's a scrapper inside. He's going to get offensive rebounds. He's going to score some points but not many. But mainly what we're talking about is his defense and his rebounding last night. Now if you watched the Timberwolves game last night, the Timberwolves were down. Uh, two foul calls that should have been called on Tyson Chandler. The first of which uh, the Lakers were shooting, had a couple offensive boards. One shot went up, and Tyson Chandler wrapped his arm around Carl Anthony Towns, pushed him away, got leverage to get the rebound when that should have clearly been called a foul. The refs did not think about calling it we followed them they missed a free throw we're down by two points timeout from Tom Thibodeau and then uh, we got the ball we inbounded it and who else to shoot but who Rose Derek Rose the guy that has been kind of I would say one of our best players this season at least shooting wise he was hot last night from three he pulled up at the top of the key, popped a tray, and got hit on the arm from none other than Tyson Chandler. It was not called. Derrick Rose missed. They got the ball. They won the game. Now, two calls in which should have been called in this game, but the rest kind of blew it off. I don't necessarily think that they saw them clearly, and if they did, I, don't, I haven't read today to see if they came out and said that they made a mistake, but chances are they know they did. Tyson Chandler clearly fouled um, uh, Derrick Rose, and it should have been three shots for Derrick Rose, and knowing his free throw percentage, he would have made all three, hopefully, and the Timberwolves would have squeaked out a win in the House of Pain that is known as Staples Center. Now, they didn't call it, and that happens in NBA games, but I think the lack of of foul calls this season has really blundered a lot of teams and hurt a lot of teams because referees are starting to let teams play. And I understand their ability to let teams play and let players play them out, but when you're that in crunch time, a foul should have been called. 
and they should have let Derrick Rose go to the line and shoot three free throws, but the Lakers got their wish. The Lakers got the win. Headband LeBron was out and in full effect. You get headband LeBron, you're kind of down for the count. Now, one of the interesting things I saw in the Lakers-Timberwolves game, now I'm a huge shoe guy, and if you saw and if you know anything about LeBron's shoes, Andrew Wiggins has been a part of Adidas and has had his own Adidas shoe. Um, it was a PE that he's had, and you could get the Andrew Wiggins colorway at your local Foot Locker or finish line or whatever it was. But last night, Andrew Wiggins wore a Nike shoe. Now, if you guys have any more information on that or if he's you know, in a contract here with shoes and he's trying to try some out, he did wear some LeBron Air Zoom Generations. The first LeBron, it was the black, white, and red colorway that LeBron has wore in the past and wore his rookie year. Now, they re-released them and retroed them, so I don't know if that was an OG pair or a retroed pair, but either way, it was kind of cool to see Andrew Wiggins wear something other than Adidas and see him come out in something that was other than a Adidas fly knit boost type shoe. Now you have seen a lot of players that have left, uh, such as DeMarcus Cousins has gone to Puma and a couple players have went to Puma, but it's interesting to see Andrew Wiggins and kind of he has been a trendsetter in the NBA for shoes and he's kind of was one of the first guys to come out with Adidas and then you know you have Damian Lillard and you have uh, James Harden, you have a couple other players that have came out with Adidas, but Andrew Wiggins was one of the first to wear the Flyknit upper with the Boost technology in a shoe. And then he just says, nope, let's go try out Nike shoes. And I don't know, like I said, what his contract is and if he is going to Nike full time. But that is something that I want to keep in the mind of Jay Coleman and figure out what he's going to do in the next couple games and in the future. And like I said, that's the first time I've seen him wear Nike shoes this season. I guess I hadn't looked very clearly at his shoe choice because he has been a typical Adidas guy, just like I don't look at Carl Anthony's shoes because I know he's going to wear Hyperdunks every single game. Now, we're going to shift our focus a little bit from the NBA hardwood to what is known as the gateway to the NBA, and that would be NCAA basketball or college basketball. And one of the guys that has been one of the most polarizing young players in a long time. And Steve Kerr, if you listen to that interview with Steve Kerr during practice, he compared Zion Williamson to LeBron James. Now, LeBron James is a generational talent. He's a once-in-a-lifetime player. LeBron James is the best player to ever play besides Michael Jordan. Now, I'm not going to get into the debate whether Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or Kobe Bryant's better. I love LeBron. I love what he does. I love the intensity he plays with. Now, Zion Williamson is 6'8", I believe, and he is 250-something pounds, so he is a bruiser. He can play inside. He has the body leverage that Shaq did. He can knock you around inside. We saw him shoot a three ball against Kentucky, and he did can it. He played out of his mind, and then he can drive like LeBron and throw down absolute show hammers. Now, he plays with authority. Now, he will be the first overall pick in the NBA. There's no question about that. 
you will have five to ten teams tank for Zion. The woes for Williamson. So Zion Williamson, where do I think he'll go? I don't know. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers will falter and try to fail to get Zion Williamson. Now they have J.R. Smith. They have a couple other players. Tristan Thompson. Colin Sexton, who has been god-awful on defense for the Cleveland Cavaliers out of the University of Alabama. He has been horrible. Now, I have not watched many games from Cleveland this season except when they played the Timberwolves, and Colin Sexton looked horrible. Now, do I think that Zion Williamson will be the savior that Cleveland needed? Possibly. I think wherever he'll go, he'll immediately be the best player, he'll immediately be a starter, and he'll immediately be somebody that they can lean on for a bucket or a rebound or a big defensive stop. Now, Zion Williamson came out of high school as one of the most hyped prospects that we've seen in a long time. He has over 2 million followers on Instagram. And you don't see that often from a kid coming out of college. Once he gets to the NBA, you will see that. But when he's in college and he's a freshman, you don't see that often. Now, we know Zion Williamson will be a one-and-done player, as will, I'm going to say, three out of the four freshmen that are in the Duke starting lineup. That would be Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett, and Zion Williamson will all be one-and-done players. They will possibly all go one, two, three uh, to the NBA. But I think the prize, the game-changer of a franchise, would be Zion Williamson. Now, Zion Williamson comes from Spartanburg Day School, I believe, in Spartanburg, South Carolina. He's a South Carolina country boy, but he is not a country boy on the court. He plays with such aggression and such skill that makes you think, okay, is this the next LeBron James? Now, we've seen a lot of players come in, and you've seen a lot of players go in college. Is this the next LeBron? Is this the next big thing? You saw it with Andrew Wiggins. You saw it with Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, they're not LeBron James, but they were once-in-a-generation talents. But now you're starting to see it with Duke product Zion Williamson, who is clearly the best player on the court. And Duke absolutely destroyed Kentucky. Absolutely destroyed them. And Zion Williamson was doing whatever he wanted on the court. So I'm excited to track Zion Williamson and see if anyone can actually beat this Duke team. Now, if anyone can go undefeated this season, much like Kentucky did a couple years ago until they got to the NCAA tournament, I think it is the Duke Blue Devils. Now, in Minnesota, we are hard gopher people, but I know a lot of people that are Dukies, are Cameron crazies, do love the Duke Blue Devils, and I've been, I've had my eye on Zion Williamson for a couple years now. You got sites like Overtime, that will post videos of Zion Williamson. So if you don't know who Zion Williamson is, go on YouTube right now and look him up. This kid is insane. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants on the court. Now, Zion Williamson will be the number one pick, like I mentioned before, but I don't know if he is the next LeBron James. I do think he's going to be extremely good, but to compare him to the king, the chosen one, LeBron James, I don't know. He is the most polarizing prospect to come out of high school since LeBron James. Now, he went to Duke. Coach K is going to mold him into a perennial player. And I do think 
that Zion Williamson will be a great NBA player. And you hear to hear first, Zion Williamson will make the All-Star team his rookie year, and he will be an absolute beast. Now, stay tuned as we will do our next segment with none other than Allison Derry, Sam Carey's roommate, and we're going to see Allison's take on the Minnesota Vikings and other NFL-related news. We'll be right back. And we're back. This is the next segment. I'm here with Kyle Meyer. Uh, Kyle is an elite basketball mind. Um, so we're going to play a game quick. I'm going to ask Kyle three. I'm going to give him three players' names. Okay. If you've heard of the old childhood cult classic, kiss one, kill one, and marry one, uh, we're going to do that, except with basketball players. What we're going to do is... You get one player out of the three that can shoot one shot for you in the game, a last-second shot. You get a guy for a whole season, and then you're cutting the guy. Okay? So, Kyle, you got the you got the name? You got everything? You know what we're doing? I think so. I haven't given you the names yet, but you know what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Elite was a little bit of a bit of an exaggeration. You're not an elite basketball mind. Okay. Tim Hardaway Jr., Bradley Beal, and Kyle Kuzma. That's tough. That's a couple of young players there, and a, I wouldn't call Bradley Beal a veteran yet, but he's he's not the oldest guy in the league. Right, kind of been in John Wall's shadow. Right, playing on the Wizards. Right. Are you um, giving him the last second shot, or you let? What do you think? I think I'm still giving Kuzma the last second shot. He seems he he's been able to make the three ball in his career. I mean, did you watch the game last night? I did. The Timberwolves. Yep. Yep. He's he heating up a little bit. What shoes did he wear last night? Does anybody know? I didn't do. I haven't kept up with the shoes since the goat deal. But, I didn't uh, look. Okay, any so you're you're letting Kuzma shoot the last second shot. Huh? I think I'm keeping Beal for the season. He's going to be a steady player throughout okay. the season. He's usually pretty consistent in his minutes and uh, what he's able to contribute to the team. Okay, and then yeah, I think I got to cut Tim Hardaway. No Jr. love. I, I like him, but out of those three, uh, that's that's he's Tim Hardaway. Cut. I'm pretty sure he made a last second shot the other day uh, for the Super the Knicks. Knicks, Knicks think, yeah. yeah. Um, now okay, so now we're going. These are going to be three top tier guys. Okay, the Greek Freak, Jimmy Buckets, and Devin Booker. What do you think? Ooh, that is tough. These are some three prime guys. I mean, you got a guy who's dropping 70, one of the best two-way players, and then a guy we've never seen before unless you count Kevin Durant and the Greek Freak. Right, but, uh, right. That's tough with Booker being so young and the other two being established, established right. superstars. Right, that's Ooh. the thing. That's the thing. Mm. Booker's got upside. I think I'm keeping the Greek freak for the season, though, because okay. he's he's able to score on offense, and he can do some things on defense. Right. He can play a, a, a wide array of positions as well. Okay, okay. And, uh, ooh, that's tough. With Booker, you're getting a score unlike some we've ever seen, but with Butler, you're getting that two-way. But also with Butler, you you got some chemistry problems, as we've seen with the Timberwolves. Right. So, and Jimmy um, wants to be the guy in every situation, which is tough. And we haven't seen Booker have it have to compete with any any other superstar on his team really, so we don't really know what right. that position will entail for him. Right. Give me another season, and I may pick Booker. Okay. For that last second shot, I think I'm going Jimmy buckets. And then you're cutting and I think Booker. I'm cutting Booker. Okay. That was tough though. Okay. Now now I'm gonna give you a guy that was close to Minnesota, uh, Zach Levine. Ooh, much love for Levine. Yep. Uh, Victor Olin Depot. 
and Jamal Murray. We've seen Jamal Murray We've seen ball just out. Ball out this year with the 48 points versus the Celtics. Yep. yep. And Oladipo, ob- he could almost win most improved two years in a row. Yeah, he could be. he's just constantly improving. He's a guy. Since he left OKC and yep. with the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers, he's become the guy there that they lean on. So, I mean, Zach Levine. I'm keeping Oladipo for the season. Okay. Levine's coming off an injury. He's balling, but... Oladipo is doing things already above Levine. I think you keep Oladipo for the season. And Levine, what he's doing, he's shooting so much. He's shooting so, so much. much. On I'm a pretty team sure... that's not not in the top tier of the league at all. I'm pretty sure he was up here with uh, like in the top tier players when I and looked at And you got Jamal him. Murray dropping 48 on a, on a possible contender in the Celtics. Right. Zach Levine is currently uh, fifth in the league in field goal percentage. He's shooting 46%. Oof. That's not bad, though. He's averaging 27 a game. Mm. Jeez, that's crazy. But what's his clutch factor? What do you What do you think? I don't think he's the most. Between Murray and he Levine, shoot, we haven't seen much clutch shots from He shoots either, 20 really. times a game, makes about nine of them. So, I mean, I I don't see him being the guy. He does shoot. He is shooting 35% per, from Trey. That's true. Right. And Murray gets a lot of his points also around the rim. He's uh, right. He's, he's down there, but he's he's kind of scoring all over. So Right. Another tough one. Just, mm, I think I'm going with Murray for that last shot. Okay, so he's going Murray for the last shot. Victor Oladipo for the whole season. He's cutting former Timberwolf, Timber Pup, uh, Zach Levine. Now this next one, I'm giving you three guys that you love. I know you do. Well, you might not love the last guy, but Trey Young. Ooh, I love Trey. D Young. Rose. And Lou Williams. Really doing it to him there. Yeah. I don't think you like Lou Williams that I much, mean, but he's, he's an established guard. I don't necessarily guard. like him, but you got you to gotta admire what he's doing off the bench. He's an established guard. He really is. D-Rose, obviously everyone knows the D-Rose story. Derek so, Rose. The Derek, MVP to the injuries. Derek Rose is shooting 46%. To almost being out of the league to what we've seen him do this year. He's averaging 18.6. Just incredible. We've seen. I mean, yeah. that year with the Knicks, that's what he was averaging too, so you right. can't. Can't right. take away from that. Let's see. We got Trey Young. Oof, that's a rookie who can shoot, but he's kind of inconsistent. You see his shot last night? I did. I it was did. one he's of had the deepest like threes that, I've but seen. Also, he could be hot one night and he goes three for fifteen the next. Right, and he doesn't Ooh, pass too well. He doesn't. Either does D Rose. We did see D Rose miss that clutch shot last night. Oh, that was that was painful. I mean, two of these guys are bench. Bench players and one's a rookie who does he start for the Hawks? Yeah. He does. Yeah, because so. they got rid of. Dennis I Shreden. mean, I think I'm keeping Lou Williams for the whole season. He's already an established. Really? Bench player. Okay. Okay. And then I hate to do it to D Rose, but Trey Young can make some circus shots. So okay. I think he's the one who I want to hit that clutch shot. You're getting rid of D Rose. I am. As much as it, I hate to say it, I'm getting rid of okay. D Rose. This last one, you're gonna be like, what? Because I got, I went deep in the barrel for these guys. I'm excited. P.J. Tucker, Michael Carter, or Michael Kid Gilchrist, sorry, Michael Kid Gilchrist, and Lance Stevenson. Oof. Tucker, the shoe god, though. The shoe can, god. The shoe god. Stevenson's up there, too. But P.J. Tucker's shoes are almost better than his shot. I know. It's it's kind of hard. That's really but, how um, it goes. I don't know much about Kid Gilchrist. I haven't, I haven't watched him play too much. Kentucky, have... Kentucky legend. Kentucky legend. Came out after freshman year, and then... Hasn't really done much with I the like Charlotte Hornets. I like Lance in the past, but this year he seems to be trying to be too flashy. Maybe the L.A. LA shine is getting to him a little bit, but 
You didn't, like the behind the back alley oop. What, what, what are you going for? There? I didn't really see him much last night. No, I didn't either. I was just thinking that. Did he play? I think he did. I, I think don't he know. He did too, but I don't remember. I know it's kind of it's kind of hard to follow. Right. LeBron's out on the court. You're not really interested. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. It had been LeBron last oh night. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what do you think? Out of these guys, which one do you think is the best shooter, though? I, mean, I like PJ. I like PJ Tucker. I do too. He's That's their role guy. He is, and he plays well with Harden and yep. CP3, Capella, and Lance. You know? Lance Stevenson. He's going to be a cheap option that you can keep for a whole season. He is, but Tucker's not going to need a lot either. No, but Tucker. He definitely is worth a little bit more than Stevenson, though. But I think Tucker is that guy you want last second. That is I don't true. Trust I think Lance. I think I trust Tucker with that last second shot. Okay, so and I think I'm keeping Lance for the season. And, and then just buy Michael Chris. I mean, okay. I don't think you'll notice if he's gone. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we got another segment for you guys. Thanks. And we're back. This time we're gonna play another game in which Kyle's gonna ask me questions. So. Throughout my last couple years of college, I started to follow college sports a lot more, and I've always been good at remembering college uh, nicknames. So Kyle is going to ask me 10 Division I schools. He's going to give me the first name, so like Northwest Missouri State University, for example. And he's going to give me the name of the Division I school, and I'm going to have to try to say the mascot. We're going to do 10 of them. Uh, we're going to see how many I get right. He's going to throw some decent ones at me, and then he's going to throw some stumpers. So, Kyle, without further ado, go ahead. All right. We're going to, we're going to start off here with a, a little local. I already know you're going to get this one, but just to kind of start the game off, get your mind flowing, we got South Dakota State University. The Jackrabbits. Obviously. So one for one right been now. In, been in the uh, tourney a couple times. Yeah. All right. Where do we want to go to next? Ooh. University of Pittsburgh. The Panthers? Wow. Yep. I'm kind of impressed um, that's with that a, That's right. a Larry Fitzgerald, uh, former there school. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my shit. Okay. Where do we want to go next? We want to go to... Let's go to Northern Arizona University of Flagstaff. Okay, you're going to hate this that I know this. The Lumberjacks. Wow. <laughs> Yep. Um. And just so you guys I'm know, really trying to stump you on these Just so you guys too. know, I'm not looking at a laptop right now. Uh, Kyle has my laptop. I can vouch for that. He isn't. Yep. So I'm three for three right now. Let's see. Ooh, where do you want to go? Now I gotta redo. Gotta switch up my whole uh, <laughs> the way I do things here. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Mercer University. Okay. In Memphis or no, not Mercer. Mac on. I don't know what that is, but there, that's what conference they're in. Gotcha. So Mercer. They okay. So first of all, they're origin black. I know that. Their mascot are they just like? I know they're a bear. Are they just the bears? Just the bears. Uh, <laughs> give you a hint and say what other what other NFL team has the orange and black? But uh, you got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. For this one, we're gonna go see how much you were paying attention to last year's March Madness. Oh God. We got Loyola University. Chicago. The Rambler. Go Ramblers. Go. Go, Ramblers. go Ramblers. I'm five for five. If I get all 10, I'm going to let you do a bonus D2 right, school right. and see if I can get it. All right, here we're going way, way deep on the bottom tier of the Division One. We oh, got God. James Madison University. Are you kidding? Are they the... Okay, it's a bulldog with a, with a uh, crown. Are they like the... They're the Dukes. <laughs> Spot on. Yes, yes. 
Yep, James Madison. They're the wow. Dukes. I, that's right. All right. All six right. for six. Houston Baptist University. What? Houston Baptist University? You're going to hate me because I think I know this. Are they the Cougars? They aren't. You are close. Oh, though. damn it. You are, you're thinking University of Houston. But what is Houston Baptist? We got the Huskies. The Huskies. In the Southland Conference. Oh, God. Houston Baptist. I think they just came D1, to I be honest. I think they did too, but... Okay, so six for seven so far. All right, next, we're going towards the center of the, the country. We got Eastern Kentucky University. Eastern Richmond. Kentucky University... They are like the, they're like, they're like a cowboy type guy, but I don't think they're the cowboy. Are they like the Mountaineers? The Colonels. The Colonels. Colonels. I knew it was something like that. Damn. Was that seven? Yeah, we got uh, seven so far. Three left. I'm six for, no, eight. I'm six for eight. Six for eight. Trying to think of well, see, they aren't really big on the basketball scene, but Cornell University. The Big Red? Anyone who watches The Office will know Big Red. The Big Red. Go Big Red. All right, all right. Last one. This is the last one? I think. I think. Two more. No, no, I'm I'm seven for nine. Seven for nine. Oh, I got to make one. this one a hard one then. Oof. Let's go with Central Michigan University. Central Michigan University, the Chippewas, go Chips. There you go. Um, So there you have it. I got eight out of ten. Kyle, thanks for joining me on this segment. You want to give me a quick D2 school before we get out of here? I can, maybe. Let me think of D2 school. Give me a quick D2. Uh, I graduated from a D2 school, same alma mater, as uh, I got a feeling it's Adam Thielen. Um, So Kyle's going to try to ask me a quick D2 school and see if I can get it. Um, went let's eight go, for ten on D one. Fort Valley State University. Fort Valley out, out State. Of Georgia. Are they the Rams? They are the Wildcats. So we're back with our closing remarks. Uh, it cut out. So Kyle said the that school, the, the Wolverines, Fort Hay State. Is that Fort, what it was? I don't remember entirely. It was Fort something. Yeah, but they're the Wolverines. The Wolverines. Right. Yes. Okay, so that was the last part. Now. Well, I'm going to ask Kyle just to talk a little couple tidbits before we close. Kyle, what shoe do you hope to see um, Kyle Kuzma wear this season? What what shoe are you most hyped to see him I wear? I really hope he pulls out some sort of South Beach. South I mean, Beach. Okay. It doesn't matter which which shoe it is on of the LeBrons, but just one one South Beach is all I want to see. Okay. 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 Um, so now we're joined by Jake Magard. Maggie, I want to ask you one question now. What team do you think Bryce Harper will be signed by? What do you think? On recent Twitter uh, posts, I've seen that he is um, is looking towards Philadelphia Phillies. The Philadelphia we Phillies. He did turn down the 10-year, was it $300 million? I saw that. Yeah, the 10-year, $300 million contract. Okay. Okay, good. Ooh, also, I'd good. like to get your opinion on the whole Jamal Murray-Kyrie Irving situation. What did you think of that shot? He wanted 50, shot at the buzzer, game was clearly over. Yeah. Kyrie Ky- didn't appreciate Kyrie it. Kyrie didn't like it. Threw the ball into the stands, right. even. But Kyrie also thinks the world's flat, so I don't believe a word he says. Plus, it's like, if you're going to get mad over a last-second shot, don't give up 48 points. Right. I, I love, the, I love right. my man, Kyrie. Uh, Jamal Murray's trying to get his. Trying to get you know? a career high He's there. trying to get that bread. 
You know, that's 50 okay. and 48 are two different things. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, the last thing I want to talk about, so the Vikings are on the bye week this week. It's been a tough season. Yep. So what do you think, coming out of the bye week, what are you most excited? What are you looking for? Are you looking for Kirk Cousins to have a big game against the Bears? What do you think? Well, I'm excited to see what Kirk Cousins does. He he hasn't been, he's been good this season, but he's also he's been bad in some areas. So I'm hoping he tunes it up and just plays an overall good game. He hasn't played well at home either. Right, right. But, uh, I think I think what I'm looking for is Adam Thielen to bounce back. Yeah. Um. With after Diggs that rough coming game. back, I think uh, his numbers will go back. Right, up. right. I think he should be, um, back in the mix for. Um, the top of the he's leading the league in receiving but still with the bye week. With the bye week, somebody will pass him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that he can continue his pace. Um, so for today's episode, that has been it. I'm Kyle. Or this is Kyle. I'm Jake. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.